Hello! Welcome to the fourth episode of Close Red with Luis and Eugene. Ooh. I'm one of your hosts, Eugene, uh, a recent college grad, aspiring writer, and definitely the best person you're ever going to meet. Oh. The most exciting, fun person. That's who you went with. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, I'm Elise, also a recent college graduate. And I love film. Wow. <laughs> no one would have guessed. And <laughs> that's it. That's all I can think of today. All right. <laughs> well. We'll try better next time. We will. I think <laughs> when I was introducing us as a unit, it somehow felt, yeah, it somehow just felt better, more, but I, we're, you know what, we're not a unit, we're individuals. I know, I know but I've said this before, <clears throat> and it's like, our, just, our lives are just intertwined, so it's like, whatever, like, whatever well. you say, <laughs> I know, whatever you say, it's probably like, almost applying to me somehow. Oh, God. This is why people think we're married. I know. Which is... Maybe this is a good change. Anyways. <laughs> it's time to get a fucking divorce. Anyway. So, what are we talking about today, Arise? We're talking about, well... I was... I hated that. We're talking about storytelling pet peeves. Oh, shit. Stuff we don't like in narratives. Oh, shit. There's a lot we don't like. Yeah. You know, it's fair, though. One thing I've realized after... St- you know, being a studious student, mm-hmm. learning that English shit. Right. Oh, damn it. Every, <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. We're really trying to make these episodes clean. But you know what? I'm just going to not. If you're 14, your language is worse than this anyway. So <laughs> welcome aboard, kiddos. Right. Um, after doing a little bit of English studying, it's very easy to be like, wow, no one... There are a lot of bad writers out there. Yeah. A lot of bad writers. It's just so easy to see it. Yeah. I mean, more so now after we've graduated, I feel. I think it's, it's, Mm. maybe we noticed it before, but now it's like, we know why. Or like, we can pinpoint why. That's a really good point. We would always dislike things, but we couldn't, we couldn't explain why we disliked it. It's just like, that sucks. But now it's like, well, Well. (laughs) in this scene... (laughs) In my thesis statement, X, Y, Z. Cool. <laughs> Let's get started. Yeah, okay. What's your, what's your first? I think the first thing that I have been noticing a lot lately because of the culture is like this kind of on-the-nose feminism. Oh my god, you right-wing. Uh, I know. You disgusting Republican. I know. But I have—I guess uh, I have to call it out a little bit. Controversial. This is inspired by Captain Marvel. Oh. <laughs> Very controversial. Beep, beep, the Marvel police. I'm not, They're like, saying... I, I don't know what I'm saying. All I, all I know is that there was just a lot of uh, phrases and, like, moments that... Yeah. It wasn't new or interesting, I guess. What were some of the specific... There's that one song that plays during the fight oh scene. Oh my goodness. The I'm Just a Girl by No yeah. Doubt. As she's fighting and it's going like, I'm just a girl. Yeah. It's like, oh my god. But on the nose, the, the parts where they're like... Um, When they're telling her to smile. I know that that was yes. big. Like, people really 
liked that in that movie. They did it twice. I don't know if it needed to be done twice. Oh, the em- the what? emotional one. The oh, when Jude Law's they, like they recurred that yeah, as well. Like you need to stop being emotional. I oh, I understand. The thing is, like, yes. it's not like I'm like, oh, I disagree. <clears throat> I'm not like, you know what? They're just making this shit up. I don't know what. I know it's real, and I know men do this to women, but it's just like. I feel like it's not bringing anything new into the like a conversation like whatsoever. I I agree with you. I think see like we're not a bunch of right wing conservative <laughs> comedians who are like oh these like women are like right. pretending that these are issues and stuff. Yeah, like they are clearly. But I I feel like in this day and age, like on the cusp of achieving twenty twenty, we're like better than this. A little right? bit, yeah. Like. We're done with this kind of feminist criticism of, like, oh, like, smiling and, like, women are emotional. Like, that's so white feminist. It's so second wave to be, like, women are blah, blah, blah. And, like, yes, those are still, like, existing issues. But I feel like the the meat of feminist criticism is now, like, in the intersectional stuff. And this is just very, like white feminist to be like yeehaw like women have power and agency and it's like yes we get it yes nuance it make it less like blase marvel feminism and make it into something worth talking about yeah i i agree i just think like there are so many good examples i mean not so many (laughs) but there are good examples of female characters that are strong that don't need like all of this extra stuff. Yeah. I feel like because I I don't know that much about Captain Marvel like comics wise, but I know that like if she, like she could probably stand alone like as her own strong female character without any of this like extra stuff telling us she yeah. is strong and look at all these men that are telling her she's not. And like, wow, she punches that. But at the same time, I'm like, are we really like trying to ask for nuance from fucking Marvel? Marvel? I, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's not the best place to ask for it. A lot. Of- but I think like Black Panther had nuance. That's true. Thor Ragnarok had nuance. Thor Ragnarok had r- nuance of all so. Marvel movies. I don't know. It's just. It's interesting to me that when it comes to writing women characters and, like, presenting them in a powerful way, people always default to, like, the warrior woman. The woman who's like, I'm not gonna smile or perform for you. And, like, I I don't know. Like, I feel like we've just moved on from that. Like, now we're recognizing that women are diverse. Yeah. There are multitudes of them. Like, you you can be strong woman and feminist and not be like punchy punchy and like don't tell me not to smile type of woman like Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah i mean it's just hard because like it's in the context of like a superhero like she's a superhero who's like strong and she like punches people that's what she does which is fine which is fine i suppose it was just like the writing around it yes it just made it uninteresting to me i think like a nine-year-old girl who is seeing the, her first female superhero, like, solo film. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, this could be a very big moment for them. Yeah. I feel like 
as 20 year olds consuming this material yeah. like Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice comes across as more feminist to me right. than Captain Marvel the Marvel film right like and Jane Austen was lens. writing that. Uh, yeah. yeah. We are seeing just... it through, like, a completely different lens, I suppose. Ugh. But, I mean, like, our pet peeve here is just that it's so on the nose. Yeah. It's so... Like, if they had taken Captain Marvel and just made her play a regular, standard superhero film, I feel like you could have had the same impact. Yeah. Without the whole, like, smile thing, without the whole, like, on-the-nose feminist stuff. Yeah. And, like, let's be real. The people who, like, hate these kind, like, hate feminists and hate women-centric things, mm-hmm. they hate the on-the-nose stuff. Yeah. Because if it's a fully fleshed out, like... It's true. Because, really like, good woman character, they don't care. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, like, there's still going to be some... Of course. ...idiots who are like that, but... Misogynist. But, like, when I think of... On like Sarah Connor and Terminator Two, yeah, and I guess the first one as well, and then also Alien, yeah, um, Ellen Ripley. Like most, even like the worst kinds of fanboys are like those are decent. Yeah, <laughs> like those are those so are good cool. female characters. Though. They are they're interesting, and no one's like, "What? You're a woman doing this?" Yeah. I just I can't stand that. It's we're past that. Yes, we're past it. I. Like, I hate the people who are like, oh my god, it's so social justice warrior. But, like, there, there is a reason why they're saying that. And it's because it's just so on the nose. It's just on the nose. It's just so... It's so excessive. Like, no one wants to be beat over the head with a message. And I think that's going to move on to our second point. Or, mm. like, my, my first point. I don't yeah. think I wrote it down on our list. Okay. But, like, preachy materials. Ooh, yeah. Like, preachy writing... I'm over it. Yeah. I'm ogre it. <laughs> ogre it. We're ogre it. We. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not ten. I'm not sixteen. And on Tumblr or Twitter, like <laughs> currently Twitter, because apparently Twitter is now the new Tumblr. Anyways, right. But like, I'm not easily impressionable anymore, and so I don't want to be like preached at. Um, Jeez. Do you have, like, a an example of that? Oh, my God. I'm trying to think of one that's not, like, Captain Marvel. I know. That um, one's pretty. Oh, my God. What's a recent film that was, like, very preachy that I did not enjoy? I'm trying to think. I feel like, um, like, the, for example, The Little Prince. Love mm. the film. It was a little preachy towards the end there. Yeah. Yeah. Where, like, it was well done, and I feel like... Minus the dream sequence. Mm-hmm. If we had just kept out of that dream world mm-hmm. with, like, the Little Prince characters, I'd have, I think, really, really thought the movie was, like, a masterpiece. Yeah. And I still think it's really good. It is. I mean, it's it's not detracting from it. Right. That dream sequence, though, where there's, like, the actual evil corporate man and the Little Prince has forgotten his identity yeah. and now he's just... Like, that seemed very contrived and overdone. It sucks because it's, like, it's... It feels like they lost faith or like in the audience. Like at that yes. point, they're like, oh, they, they're not going to figure this out. So we're just going to tell them real yeah. quick and then we'll go back. And it's like, wait, no. No, like, but we, we could have, we, yeah. we did. We were piecing it together. It's like we've been new <laughs> since Worth Academy in the beginning. Yeah. And I, I think that's, uh, I guess that's like, so I guess this point is a little more nuanced. It's preachy materials, but it's also like, the lack of subtlety, which is part of your point yeah. of, like, 
writers and creators not trusting their audience enough to be able to be like, this is a metaphor. Yeah. But <laughs> on the other hand, like, it's kind of true because, like, when you watch a lot of YouTube film reviews, mm. they miss all the metaphors and they take it very literally. That's true. So I can't be, like, too mad about that. Yeah. But I feel like... Because I feel... But then I feel like the main thread of that movie was the girl's relationship to the aviator mm. and his death. Yes. So, like, her fighting all these corporate people in this, like, dream sequence world isn't what's making me cry. What's making me cry is, like, this girl's childhood being robbed from her because of the way this corporate n- number society works. Right. And her re- and the death of the aviator and, like, her relationship to him. Oh, my God. That's the main meat of Dude, that. that was sad. I know. <laughs> That's what makes you feel like, oh, no, I'm going to cry and I'm about to kill myself. Yeah. Not the, like, oh, she's fighting the evil businessman who's actually the snake. I'm yeah. like, okay, we get it. We got it. We've, we've been there. We do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, no one likes being preached that. If we like yeah. being preached that, we'd be at church. Whew. Maybe we should be at church. But you know what? We're over it. Over it. All right. Next point. Um, it's kind of weird to call this a pet peeve, but like rape scenes in movies. Oh, not... that's a really good one. It's weird to be like, you know what? Raping is like a bit of a pet peeve for me. <laughs> You're like, it's just so inconvenient <laughs> when the rape really happens. It's really inconvenient. Um, uh, but I, <sighs> the thing is, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of movies. Yeah, I've seen a you lot. Have. You've seen like 500 more movies than I have. <laughs> I've seen a lot of rape scenes in I'm movies. I'm so mad about that. You don't actually <laughs> invite me to watch the movies with we'll, you. We'll watch one today. Oh, maybe. okay. Anyway. But like, uh, there's just... Uh, you can feel the difference between like how they're handled sometimes. I don't know. It's... It's weird when it's just, like, a minor thing that just happens. That's, like, probably the worst for me. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really think that they should be in movies at all. Like, I would prefer them not to be. But, like, if they're going to be, I wish that they were all given, like, the same weight. Yeah. Like, I wrote wrote down an example. Um, Leaving Las Vegas... It's a, a Nicolas Cage movie, and he won an Oscar for it. But, like, there's a scene where it's so inconsequential. But his love interest is gang-raped by a bunch of dudes. She's, like, a... She's an ex-prostitute, or kind of... She is a prostitute? Yeah. I don't know. She's, like, also in a relationship with Nicolas Cage. Anyway. And it, like, happens, and then in the next scene, it's, like oh, Nicolas Cage is dying. So it's, like, nothing that is never revisited. Ever. Like, like, here's the what happened thing. to okay, her. Bye. What happened to her is never meditated on. Is it's... she, like, in the scene with Nicolas Cage and he's dying? Yes. And she's just, like, fine. Yeah, because it's, like, it's it's about him. It's not about her. So it's, like... Okay, that's it, really weird. It is. That's it was the weird weirdest decision. thing to that's me some weird when writing. I watched it. I was like, "That just happened." We're not going like, to talk about that thing. She that was gang raped by like a bunch of people. Yeah, and it was horrifying. And then it didn't matter at all to anything. It didn't matter the plot. It didn't matter to her character, which 
people like to be like, oh, but it's like character building no, or some shit. Anyway, it's not. it didn't matter at all. It's weird because like that just makes it feel like she's like Nicolas Cage's property and like his property was gang raped. And so he's like upset about it. But now he's dying. It's like, he never even learns about it. She never talks about it. It's never what? brought up. I can't, what is, like... What is the narrative purpose of this there scene? There is... I don't know. I don't know. Who directed that? I don't remember. Who anyway, Cancelled. So awful. But then you have movies like Room, where, like, that um, is the central... It's central. Yes. Oh, my God. Rape is a really hard topic. Yes. Because sexual assault is so commonplace Mm. especially for women which is like awful yeah but i don't think rape in media should be commonplace if that no yeah i do i agree because it's such a hard topic first of all if a man is writing a rape narrative like there better be a reason for it because when women write sexual assault stories there's always a reason for it yeah there's always a message you're taking away from it when a man writes a sexual assault narrative it's usually in the context of like how can we make this woman character stronger Ugh. oh she was raped like daenerys in game of thrones oh my god do you remember the wind-up girl oh my god oh call out post to the wind-up girl yes did that win the hugo i don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> it's such a strange book it had like a great idea of like a world yeah and then like the, the man who wrote it wrote this yeah. Japanese android. Okay. So we should explain because this is like really <laughs> out there. Anyway, go ahead. So for those of you who haven't read The Wind-Up Girl, but I don't remember the author. It's like Christopher. I'll look it up. Keep talking. Okay. She's looking that up. Emergency look <laughs> Um The context of this world is it's post-apocalyptic. Paolo Bacagalupi. I don't know how to say it. Sounds Italian. Yeah. Where is it? Paolo Bacagalupi? I don't know. That's uh, We close. might be saying that wrong. Anyways, anyway. It's a post-apocalyptic world, but in a climate sense where, like, the oceans have risen, the ice caps have melted, the coastlines have flooded. All things we expect in 10 yes. years. Um, Gen- genuinely, like, interesting world. Yes. I can't... Like, yeah, a like... very nuanced and deep understanding of, like, climate emergency. Yeah. And then he, like... There's like Mons- Monsanto. Is that the seed company? The oh, one that I with forgot. the G. It's like Monsanto, Montana, yeah. whatever. It's the M company, and they're like, they're like seed banks all around the world that are all conglomerate corporate. Yeah, they control the seeds, um, and they control the food chain because like food is so difficult to find in this like post-apocalyptic climate mm. world, and the climate has made living in a lot of areas awful. And so, I think the book itself takes place in Thailand. It's either Thai... I think it's Thailand. Uh And it's... The reason why Thailand was able to survive is Thailand has a levee system and a... a, Like a seawall system that they've Mm -hmm. built in place that allows them Mm -hmm. to continue living in this, Mm -hmm. like, flooded world. Yeah. And Thailand is also the center of, like, a lot of different plot points because... They their country controls a seed bank, which bunch with a bunch of seeds that the corporate companies do not control. Mm. And so I believe a plot point was like they knew that this was their chance to control the world, and so these seed companies um, 
created a bunch of like virulent plagues that eradicated oh, all shoot. the other food yeah. sources. So countries and world politicians and people in power become dependent on these companies <clears throat> for food, basically. Right. But Thailand had their own seed bank. And so there's like this white dude who's like hired by a company to like infiltrate Thailand and like ruin their seeds. Right. Which is like the most colonial narrative ever. So like props for the author for that. <laughs> but then the other main character is this Japanese girl who is this called is a who, wind-up girl. Yes, yes. The book is named after yes. her. They're called wind-up girls because Japan, um, being the Eastern dystopia that it is, mm. scientific dystopia, invests a whole bunch of money into genetic research. And so they, like, create genetically modified people. Mm. But they're, like, toys, basically. They created sex dolls. Yes. Well, they're not always sex dolls. But the implication is that, like, they're great for sex. Yeah. They're supposed to be, like, luxury goods for wealthy Japanese people. who And they, like, don't have any pores because they're always in air-conditioned situations they don't need the pores so it gives them this like very like glassy doll look to them yeah their skin is like impossibly soft they're they're trained they're like genetically trained to be um genetically predisposed to be obedient because they've like mixed in dog genes or whatever and like it's just a whole fuck ton of like what the fuck this is some like blade runner shit going on here yes um she it, this wind of girl is raped not once but twice. Yes. And it is graphically written. Yes. By both a bunch of times. like Thai people, right? It's horrific. It's awful. Yeah. And she's like programmed to like enjoy it. Oh, but I like her mind that. doesn't, but sh- her like body does. Yeah. It's horrific. Horrific! It gets worse because the white dude who's, like, trying to ruin Thailand ends up, like, falling in love with her. And he, like, (sighs) rescues her from this, like, sex club that she's working at, basically. And, um... Dude, I'm so tired. I know. (laughs) After talking about this, I'm like, oh, I'm tired. (laughs) uh, They, like, get out. She's, like, in love with him, kind of, because, like, she's, like, genetically predisposed to finding a master. Which, like... Anyways. This this Italian motherfucker over here was like, I'm gonna make a Japanese. He was like, how do I combine my like really cool dystopic climate world building with my Japanese weeaboo fetish and my desire to only fuck a Japanese girl with her soft skin? Anyway. Created this monster that we had to read. And, like, that's the sad part is, like, every other part of that book, I was like, wow, this is cool. Like, there are exciting things happening. Like, this is a colonial narrative. And then, like, any scene with this wind-up girl, I'm like... Who was, like, central. Yeah. Central to the story. It was awful. 46% of the book, I'm like, wow, I hate this. (laughs) And then at the end, he, like, the white dude dies from, like, Mm. disease or something. And she ends up living as, like, this feral person because the the walls fucking get destroyed in Thailand. Yeah. And so, first of all, an entire country's ruined. All these Thai people are, like, living in hell now because it's, like, flooded and awful. And this wind-up girl becomes, like, an apex predator because she realizes that she can, like, move really fast yeah. and, like, is a superhero and, like, eats yeah. people and things and cats. It's a whole other thing, but... Anyway. Anyways, we're tired of rape stories. 
I'm tired of rape. <laughs> like, as a plot point to make women stronger. For sure. Like, really? Like, there's, there's nothing else that women go through that yeah. makes them into stronger people? Wow. I guess to be a strong woman, you just have to be raped. God. At least that's what the media's been telling us. Yeah. I hate that. Oh, oh. One thing I hate is, like... So, like, the room, I haven't seen it because I know... Not the room. Room. Because <laughs> the room is something yeah. else. Room. I haven't seen Room because I know that's, um... Oh, my God. The actress is named. Yeah. Brie Larson's, Brie Larson. like... Captain Marvel. You know, like, award-winning yeah. performance. It's very good. But I also know that it will, like, psychologically destroy me. It's so, painful. Yeah. So, it's I'm painful. like, <laughs> pass on that. As, like, um, it should be. Like, this should yes. be, like, something we gloss over. Yeah. The gravitas of the movie yes. is, like, worth it. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> oh, our dog is requesting entry into the room. She's like, I heard you talking. Hi, Twinkle. Anyways. <sighs> Um, what I hate is rape being used in, like, ensemble pieces. So, like, like, a show where Mm. there's, like, ten characters and, like, there's, like, first of all, this is another pet peeve, but whatever, we'll get to that. (laughs) There's, like, they're all men, they're all white or something, and then there's, like, the one female character, and Mm. then her plot point is, like, she's, like, supporting Cash, she's, like, woo-woo, and she, like, it's time for her arc and she gets raped or sexually assaulted. What shows do you watch? I don't know. <laughs> it's just like a lot and like no one wants it. Yeah. Let's just move I on. I certainly don't. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. When they're awesome. like, this is our film school. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, that's another pet peeve. It's like all these powerful white men. <laughs> that's different. Opportunities. That's different. Even though they suck. You do stay yeah. on track. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please sponsor this. <laughs> um, so what's your next? Okay, I guess I, I talked a lot. All white cast. For your. Okay, so mine, yes. It's the all white or all male cast mm. with the one woman or one diversity token character. Oh, yeah. So like the cast of It, for example. Oh. All white boys, yeah. one black boy, one white girl. Like, wow. You gotta um, thank Stephen King for that as well. Yeah. I mean, Stephen King, I guess, was writing in a different but, era. But, like, you could like, adapt changes. Yeah, you could make changes. They were like, no, we have to keep it original. Um, What's another one? I guess, like... Literally everything. Ugh. Yeah, like, literally in every property, there's, like... Oh, the original Avengers. There's one female <laughs> Avenger. Oh, yeah. One. And I don't think... Was there even an Avenger of color? Oh. Avenger of Color. That sounds funny. Avenger of Color. I guess. What's his face? Bruce Banner. No. Bruce yeah. Banner. No, it's Hulk. Hmm. Um. The 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 like Tony's friend. What's his name? Rhodey. Oh, no, I don't watch Ro- it. Enough. Road. Road. Yeah. The one. The... Is he an Avenger? No, he's not an original Avenger. He's oh. coming much later. Oh. Twinkle. My dog is so needy. You come sit with us. Yeah, I don't know. I, probably not. Yeah. Oh. It's just... They're I like, their just... diversity is like the white woman. It's like, yeah. oh. Or when they have like one queer character and then the queer character's narrative is about them coming out or like Aww. they're like struggling. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, <laughs> can we like just have diverse narratives? Like I'm... Thank you, next. <sighs> Jesus. Oh my God. I love you. 
my dog. Twinkle. <laughs> I know. Sorry, this is a very difficult episode to cast, uh, to cast, to record all of a sudden. She's on the table. The dog like is on the table, cat. staring at us. Oh my god. I want to say that she looks exactly like Falcor from Neverending Story. I say that a lot, but I think our listeners should know. <laughs> She looks like Falcor. Yeah. I mean, it's part of the reason why she's so distracting. Oh, like my little sleepy. Falcor. Um, All right. You're going on the floor now. <laughs> uh, yeah, diversity ones. Really Force diversity. Force diversity. <sighs> but is it forced? Yes, it is. If you have a token... What I if think... this is them trying their best and they oh think and they think then white people really need to make friends who aren't white. <laughs> like that's the thing. Okay, America's a little whack because like we're such a diverse nation mm-hmm. and yet we only hang out with people who are similar to us. Yeah. That is weird. Although I feel like our generation's like maybe a little better about yeah. it. Maybe. It's hard because, like, I feel like our, our friend group in college... Our friend group in college was so, so diverse. diverse. We had people from all walks of life. Yeah. All different ethnic groups. Yeah. Like, but then it's true, like, you'd see just, like, a bunch of white girls hanging out together mm-hmm. and white boys. They're all white. And then you see, like, just Asian groups. And then you'd see, like... So I yeah, guess not true. necessarily. I guess... I don't know. There's the comfort in knowing that your friend group is similar to you. Yeah. I think our friend group was similar in the sense that, we're like, we all appreciated writing mm. and reading and narrative. And nerdy shit. And nerdy shit. But then we were all different from backgrounds. Yes. But that makes it interesting, right? Yeah, I suppose. Whack. 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 But anyways, I do think it's... it's... See, now we're verging into, like, the so... right-wing conversation of, like... True. forced diversity yeah. then there is a point yeah but they're using they're weaponizing it for racism purposes and we're like this needs to be better i don't know if this is like a a good question or not or if it's like Ooh. Too, Ask if it's like fucked up but like out. would you rather and i don't know the answer myself have like an all-white cast or like all white and then the one Forced divert, forced quote unquote diversity. I think I see moment. both as like equally the same bad. Thing. The same thing. Because if it's an all white cast, <laughs> Greta Gerwig, um, <laughs> it's like oh they're all white, wow, you yeah. know, and you're like you know what to expect from it. Yeah. But then the all white cast with one black person also has just all white stories. Like yeah, that's true. It's just the same story. That's true. And so there's no difference in it. And then you just have a bunch of people being like, oh, like, the black actress is in this because she's a token. And then, like, no one's happy. The producers are like, we're getting so much flack because people hate this black person. It's like, no, we hate your writing, you dumbass. And then, like, all the racists are like, why is this black person even here? Like, what are they adding to the story? Why can't can't we hire someone who's actually meant for the job? I hate that argument so much. Yeah. Anyways. Dumb. Yeah, I think they're equally the same. Okay. I think, I, it's just dumb. Yeah. Like if you, and this whole idea that like only people, like people of color, the token character, their storyline and arc has to be the token struggle mm. is so infuriating to mm. me. Like, 
there's like in your little group, there's like the smart girl, the frat boy, the football star, like the nerd boy, this and then the, the black boy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then the black boy is like facing racism. And then yeah. the, the pretty girl is like, I'm more than shallow and vapid. And then the nerd boy's like, all the women hate me and I have value. He's and you're, just an infant. Yeah, and then the football boy's <laughs> like, maybe I shouldn't be mean to everyone. Like, those are narratives that people of color can also go through. Yes. But then those are archetypes saved for white people. Mm. And they're like, oh my God, the tragic black boy has racism. And you're like, um... Yes. Okay. And also other things happen to them. Yeah, like they're, they're nuanced. Like you could be like a pretty black girl who's a mean girl. Mm. And be like, wow, people, people are racist to me and they make me straight my hair and mm. I face all these other struggles. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it's just dumb. Like, I hate it. It's so dumb. Just write better, I guess. Write better. Write diverse. This is what we mean by write diverse characters. Is like write people, like realistic people. Mm. Like, I'm Asian. You're brown. <laughs> Sorry, I'm you're Mexican. Latin, Latina, <laughs> and like. Like, our struggles are entwined with race, but there's, like, I'm not just thinking about how I'm Asian. Like, my job (laughs) portfolio isn't, like, I'm an Asian, and I'm paid to be Asian. Like, no, it's, like, I'm trying to be an Asian writer or editor. Yeah. And, like, and there's nuance in how those two intersect. Versus, like, a white editor writer being, like, I can just write because white is the default. Like, there's, this is what we mean by, like, intersectional nuance by the way <laughs> so i and i think that's what a lot of um people who are well-intentioned like left-leaning well-intentioned people who are like fighting for diversity and stuff mm. but don't seem to like really grasp is that like like minority struggles don't always have to be minority character arcs yeah that's awful yeah it's not interesting also, I'm just kind of sick of it. Like, how many more coming out stories do we need to watch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until, For sure. Like, yeah. it's, yeah, it's like a big pivotal moment. Okay. So Can what, so what do now? gay people do after that? <laughs> yeah. Like, what do, I don't know, like, queer people do, like, in their day-to-day lives yeah, with happens? their family and friends? Like, what happens then? Yeah. Or, like, what do black people do when they're not being racist upon like you know like I'm just... racist upon <laughs> that's all I've I can I've never heard that <laughs> verbiage <coughs> anyway whatever what, o- what other pet peeves what's your next pet peeves what else do we got here <laughs> um, I think both of us have like the cheating and oh my narrative god. kind of like oh my god it's so boring it's so boring first of all all, i'm angry i'm pissed (laughs) secondly (laughs) it's not fun to watch it's not but okay i mean i guess it's like real though right like it happens a lot stop cheating (laughs) stop making it real stop doing it stop doing it i think it's it's hard for me to garner sympathy with these characters i think that's why it's a pet peeve of mine like, I'm not going to yeah. say, like, it's necessarily bad writing or anything, because it's, like, it's just it's real. It's, like, something that happens to people. But I'm automatically just, like, oh, I'm not really into this character anymore. Like, yeah, I'm kind of over kinda it. like, oh, they're canceled. <laughs> they're <laughs> canceled me. in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's canceled. 
it's just not <clears throat> marriage story. It just doesn't look appetizing. <laughs> like, I'm not going to devote two hours of my life to watch yeah. your character be like, why did you do that? And the other yeah. guy be like, it was a mistake or I did it because it's your fault. Like, oh, okay, I get it. You, you're scum. You cheated. Yeah. Like, we get it. Oh, my God. I watched um, Atypical. Have you ever seen Atypical? Oh, my God. Yeah, I've seen clips from it. Okay, I watch it. Um, it looks pretty good. I, I like it a lot. There is like a plot point where the mom cheats. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, like, I'm still watching it because I like everybody. But it's very, like, I don't sympathize with her at I all. Don't. And the show really wants me to. So it's very difficult for me. That means one of the writers was like a huge cheater. And they're <laughs> like, oh, like how do I justify my cheating? I, or I not? don't know. Who knows? It's like, it, it's rough because I guess in some points I'm I I find her interesting because she is like, I'm. It's interesting watching her like become like a good mom or like make choices that I I don't know how to explain this. You see her grow, like, as a mother to an autistic yeah. son. And, like, she has to, like, let go and stuff. And that is interesting. But, like, I don't... Other than that, I'm just, like... I'd rather you win away. <laughs> I just don't, like, care about you that much. And, like, everybody's mean to her, and I'm supposed to feel bad. But I'm, like, you're literally, like, you... Yeah. You cheated on your husband. Okay. Like, I don't me, know. I don't know what to do. Let me preface the cheating narrative thing. Some cheating narratives work when, mm. like, for example, the main character is being cheated on. Mm. She doesn't know. She finds out and she fucking goes, like, feral. Mm. That's fine with me. I think I'm fine with characters being cheated on. Mm-hmm. The their spouse or whoever having repercussions dealt to them. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with us having to watch a character cheat and then justify that cheating. Yeah. Because, for example, that the wife or whatever cheating on her spouse. Okay, yeah, like, we might feel sympathetic for her because she's not getting her rocks off. Yeah. She's not getting (laughs) some kind of satisfaction from the her other party. However, that is something that can be dealt with with communication and trying to fix the solution. Right. And if that doesn't work out, well, honey, boo-boo, you gotta break up. Like, you gotta <laughs> get a divorce. Right. It's not... I just don't think that there is any sort of, like, valid justification for the act of cheating, despite the circumstances that might, like, lead you up to it. What about uh-huh. the waitress? Oh. Mm. <laughs> I, I I know you love that. I love it too. <sighs> it's rough because I really can't paint this with a broad brush, which is why I can't That's chalk fair. it up to writing. It's just like if your character is unsympathetic and then or like or maybe they are sympathetic. I don't know. I don't know. Don't. Yeah, well, I think like that. The waitress is like kind of different because it's There's implied. There's gotta be some circumstance. Because like, it's implied that in the waitress, her spouse has raped her, mm. and she's pregnant because of that. 
And then the romance she has with the doctor is like the first time she starts realizing like, wow, like men can treat me in a nice manner like this. Yeah. And it kind of like wakes her up, you know, to be like, I need to get out. Yeah. Versus like, they're just a regular. Purely selfish. Means. Yes. It's different. Selfish. Selfish. There it is. <laughs> and like, that's inherently where our gripes with cheating comes from, right? It's like, it's a very selfish thing to be like. I don't care about my significant other in the sense that, like, yeah. I'm going to be honest with them and work things out with them. Yeah. I'm just going to cheat on them yes. and get the best of both worlds. You don't get to have your pie and eat it too, bitch. <laughs> like, or how, oh, that's all. I'm glad that. we came down to this because, like, what is it about it? Yeah, and it's, it's just, just selfishness. This, it's just when it's, like, completely selfish. Which is why when I saw a clip of Marriage Story, and oh, I thought it was the dog, <laughs> and Adam Driver's like, I fucked her, and, like, yeah, like, I enjoyed it because you stopped having sex with me. I'm like, okay, did you ask her to have sex <laughs> with you? Did you guys talk about did this? Did you talk about it? Did you not, like, maybe think, like, she's tired? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's a lot of, like, that's just selfishness, right? Yes, like, I, I would agree. Versus, like, the waitress where she's, like, kind of raped by her husband who she who is abusive and beats her and, like... yeah. She, like, has a romance with her doctor because he's, like, in love with her and he's really nice to her. Mm-hmm. And, and then even at the end, she dumps him because she's like, this is wrong. Anyway, yeah. despite all of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love Luigi. I know. Anyway. That is a good narrative. So cheating narratives, I guess. Selfish. Selfish. Selfish cheating narratives. Canceled. Canceled. We hate that shit. I don't want that. Yeah. If anything, if you're going to have a cheating narrative, make your character not give a fuck. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, not be like, oh my god, I'm a victim. Like, I'm a, like, no, be like, yeah, I cheated on you. Like, because then they're a good villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, they're a good true. villain for your show. I'm like, don't or make cast. me sympathize with No, this make asshole. me be like that evil, yeah. heinous, yeah. like, slore. Mm-hmm. Like, how dare you? But then it's, like, exciting because you're, like, oh, we have a character to hate. Right. Versus, like, presenting a character as likable to me and then me being, like, I hate this character. I think it's, like, most, most common in show, TV shows that they make them, like, sympathetic because it's, like, you have to follow them. You can't Uh, just, like, hate them for the rest of the 20 seasons of the show. No one watched Once Upon a Time because the evil queen was sympathetic. (laughs) We liked her because she was ripping hearts out and being, like, like, an evil bitch. Yeah. And she was so cool. I see it so often, though. Sometimes evil like, people are cool. Not to be like, I watched all of Gossip Girl, but I watched all of Gossip Girl, and all those people cheated on each other. And I'm like, you're like, am I supposed I to like any care. of these people? I love it. Oh, it's so selfish. Anyway. So selfish. All right, what's the next one we've got here? Dramatic tensions that are presented as universal, but are only <laughs> universal for rich white people. At Dead Poets. At Dead Poets Society... At the Pretty Little Liars, whatever the newest thing, Pretty Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. What are they all the liars. same? They're all the same. No, they're Big all Little Lies the is about same. like they're forty year olds. <laughs> they're all the same. I watched like the season finale, like the latest season finale, and I just just literally have never seen another episode. Why did you just watch the season finale? It was when I was um, with my friends. Oh. In Monterey. Oh. Where, you know. Where it happens. Where it all goes where down. Where it all goes down. You're like, I saw the I... bridge. I was like, I don't even know what this is. I don't watch this Everyone show. else is like <laughs> screaming in the car. You're like, okay, cool. But, yeah, I mean, everybody acts well. 
it's, it's like that fun scene? to watch them act but like i know it's that scene from parks and rec where wesley and ben go to like paris or something there's like the eiffel tower mm-hmm. and ben's like this is the bridge from inception yeah. she's like and there's the eiffel tower like whoa oh yeah nerds. nerds although i don't know if your friends qualify as nerds they're like big little eyes nerds gross <laughs> anyway Anyways, so this is this is a big one. Rich, rich white people problems. It's like again, um, Gossip Girl. I'm like, what? It's like Tall Girl. <laughs> tall Girl. Where? Oh my god, this is this is that's kind a of, completely different. Is like, it? It is. Is a that a bit, real? She's pro- pretending she's a minority. She's like, I'm tall. Boys don't like me because I'm tall. Yeah, but they're trying to make that, like, into this, like, universal thing of, like, all tall girls suffer. And it's like, no. (laughs) No, they do not. They're discriminated against, first of all. I guess the more nuanced version of this is, like, taking this, like, very small problem and making it into, like, this very big universal thing of, Mm. like, everyone should be aware of this. And it's like... No. <laughs> Why? People are dying out there, Kim. Like, what are you trying to say here? It's just so much. Like, I can't. Like, Dead Poet Society. I hate. I don't want to pick apart Dead Poet Society again. It was a different decade. It's Robin Williams. You know, yeah. like it's sacred text for us English people. Yeah, he says some very beautiful yeah. things to some very but wealthy white boys. Some of the problems <laughs> the wealthy white boys are facing that unite them under this cause are bullshit. Like, yeah. it's um, well, it's like that one boy being like, "I'm in love with this girl who has a boyfriend who's also rich. And they're all rich together, and oh my god, my life is so hard." And it's like, dude, no. Yeah, it's rough. That's not a real problem. It's rough watching that again. Yeah. Or like, um, oh my god, this is gonna sound awful. The dude who's like wants to be an actor, mm-hmm. but he's being forced to be a doctor. Yeah. Like, just go to college and then switch your major to fucking theater. Yeah. Like there are options. There are options here, <laughs> which is awful because it's like he does commit suicide. Yeah. But like. It's really like, no, you do have options. Like, yeah. You're just, like, underage right now. <laughs> you can still be in medical school and, like, guess what? Like, go and volunteer at the theater or, like, still learn. And then, like, flunk out of medical school. And do, like, yeah. I don't know. There's just not real problems. It's rough. It's, it's a case of, like, privileged people, however they're privileged, manufacturing problems for their characters. And I'm like... This isn't a real life problem. Like you trying to smoke tobacco in this Indian cave while ditching school is not a real problem. Like there are minorities out there. <laughs> like, yeah. like there are brown people being put in cages. Like this is not a real problem. <laughs> not back then. <laughs> not back then. You're right. We, it was a jap. No. <laughs> like it's just I don't know. Like I hate narratives like that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why. I don't like the, the all-white cast thing again. Because mm. it's like... I'm not saying white people don't experience problems. I'm not saying rich people don't experience problems. That's right. not what I'm saying. So if you think I'm saying that, you're going to leave an angry comment, go ahead. But that's on you because that's your <laughs> lack of reading comprehension. What I'm saying is that, like, 
the nerd boy who's like, oh my god, everyone hates me, blah, blah, blah. It's not a real plot point. No one is like that anymore. Nerd stuff is mainstream. Marvel is everywhere. It's destroying our film industry. And it's like, <laughs> it's just not a real problem. It's not yeah. a real problem for the white popular girl to be like, oh my god, everyone thinks I'm a slut. Like, that's not a real problem. I'm sorry, it's not. <laughs> Like, it's just not, like, yes, it's indicative of, like, our patriarchal standards and stuff, mm-hmm. but, like, Latinx women get paid much less than you do, honey, so, yeah. like, it's not a real problem. Yeah. Trans women are getting murdered yeah. every day Both, like, a fucking huge amount of trans women are just dying or, like, being executed yeah. by the state, by vigilantes, by random people, by random men. Yes. <laughs> men. Asterisk, yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah. I don't, it's just not real. It's not a problem. Get over yourselves. Stop trying to fabricate problems. Like, for, uh, I don't even want to bring up names right now, but like, (laughs) someone, two people from Star Wars being like, we walked the same path. Uh, That's not true. You didn't. mm -hmm. I'm not going to name names, but that's what I'm What else? What's your next one? I feel like I I really went off. Well, I mean, I've, I've said most of mine, I believe. Oh my god. Oh, like very perfect characters. Also a pet peeve. Go off. (laughs) Well, I think I've seen the most criticism with this with how Hermione was adapted in the Harry Potter Mm. films. Where it's like, you don't really disagree with her ever on anything. No. And you don't ever dislike her at any moment. Which is like, fine, but it's like, it's kind of boring as a character to be like... yeah. I don't know. She was the Perfect. most real in the first film, I think. Because remember, yes. she's like snobby That's what most and like, say, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's like, perfect. And everyone's in love with her. And she's yeah. like punching Draco She just like Malfoy. never makes the wrong decision, never says the wrong thing at the wrong time. Like, I don't know. It, it, it also just makes them like unrelatable, like completely. Yeah. It's like... That's not what kind of person I am. It just idolizes them? So it's just kind of like boring. She, yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, another, like, perfect character that I absolutely abhor. Abhor. <laughs> perfect characters are just so boring. It's hard, because the thing is, like, you don't dislike them. That's kind of, like, the point. And yeah. it's, like, but there's, like, nothing else to them. But they're not real. Yeah. So you're, they're just blase and boring. Like, yeah. Like, you're, like, whatever. Um, exactly. I can't even think of them, because I think I don't gravitate towards right. writing like that. I'm just, like, this is boring. Um... Hmm. The only thing I can think of is like D and D characters. Mm. I think like a big fault that uh, I should have a D and D episode on this podcast because oh, talk about well then we just be talking about character writing, but D and D really informs that, which is D and D is also mainstream now. Like yeah. get on with it, anyways. Um, characters. A lot of people. I think my group might have overcompensated for this, for this, but a lot of people when thinking of like cool characters and making their cool characters and stuff. They have a pro- They have a tendency to make perfect characters. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, like, they're really good at this, and they're like really good at that, and like they're trying to make like the Katniss Everdeens, yes. right? Where they're like, I have a tragic past. Yeah. But I'm also confident and beautiful and strong, yeah. and like, yeah. so you end up with the Mary Sue Gary Sue situation mm. where like everyone is good at everything, and it's it's just so convenient. Yes. How like oh they're 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 quirk they're. Their bad thing is like, oh, like sometimes they spend a little too much money. Yeah. Like it's not a real problem. Yeah. Um, 
And so, but they're not interesting. There's no, I don't know. There's no motivation for them to like do something wrong or mm. to mess up. And like sometimes the best narratives come from when your character fucks up. Yes. And that's... We like to see the struggle, yeah. the mistakes. The pain, the tension. Yes. That's where the, the meat of the story is. For sure. Yeah, so I guess that's, like, that's, like, what I've written here as well, is that, like, I dislike Mary Sue slash Gary Sue's, mm-hmm. but I think Gary Sue's are much more annoying to me. Mm. I can, like... They happen all I mean, they're definitely more frequent. Yes. It's it's more like the history of all of entertainment is... Gary Sue's. Gary Sue's. Um, the most notable one I can think of is uh, Chris Pratt in the Jurassic World series, <laughs> where you're just it. like, he's just so annoying. And then, like, when I see him, I'm just annoyed. This is a perfect, like, like, perfect example because, like, everything he says is right. Yes. Everything he says is the right decision. Don't go The right way blue. to go. Let me talk. Yes. I'm like, shut he's up. Like, he's like the one person that's like, this isn't a good idea. We shouldn't have yeah. bred this And then monster. everyone else does the opposite thing. And like, Ugh. oh, it's so annoying. The woman's like, let me run in the forest on my high heels. He's like, you're going to break your ankle. And then she like trips and falls. <laughs> and one thing. you're like, oh my God. He's right. He's right. Yeah. He's just so annoying. Like he. Yeah, it's just boring. Like, first of all, he's a military man. So he knows how to shoot a gun. Secondly, he's the fucking dinosaur whisperer. He to- <laughs> yeah. He like talks to dinos. Uh. To the point where he's, like, trained a bunch of raptors to be his fucking dog squad. Like, yeah. what? I love that. I just... <laughs> he's uh, handsome and smart mm-hmm. and, like, witty. But then his, like, quips are always, like, at the people who deserve them. Yes. And, like, oh, my God. That is, that's how you make a movie. Screenwriting 101. No. But the thing is, like, if he were a woman, I'd be like, fuck, she's so cool. <laughs> be- but that's just because we don't get women in those roles. No. Because if they're Mary Sue's, they're like, mm-hmm. it's like the Angel movie. Yeah. I don't even remember what that was called. Do you do you think that Ray is a Mary Sue? <sighs> I have to I feel like temper sh- my thoughts on it because when yeah. Ray was new, all the right wing women haters were like she's a Mary Sue and then the natural reaction from everyone normal was like no she's not but now I'm like I don't know she kind of is but a like bit. that's kind of how Star Wars has always been it's like it's the fucking force yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the fucking force like they're like how does she do that it's I'm the force like, like what she struggles with exactly I think in the first movie she had a little bit more, more compa- character complexity because like she didn't want to leave her home planet, and there's no. very—it's like very like stagnant. Like I just have to be here, and that's. And as like a viewer, you're like, that's the wrong decision, and you're doing yeah. the wrong thing. Especially, but know. then she does leave, and you're like, yeah. okay. But there's still like that moment of where think... you're disagreeing with her, which is like good. I feel. I think Ray in the second film was a little more Mary Sue. I think so too. You know, like not too. Like what? Talk shit about Ryan Johnson because I hear that Knives Out is good. Yeah. Um. But the Last Jedi was not very good character writing, and I don't know if that was Ryan Johnson's influence or if that was like the writing team at Lucas that Mm -hmm. really fucked it up. But 
In the first film, she's, like, reluctant to leave. She clearly has abandonment issues. Mm. She's very self-serving. And that's very emphasized by the way that she takes care of herself. She only thinks about herself. Yeah. And then, like, on a whim, she just, like, kind of decides to let BB-8, like, stick around, right? Yeah. She guys sold him for, like, yeah. a fuck ton of whatever that was. Like, yeah. the, the uh, instant uh, food I thing. forgot what it's called. The anyway. portions, whatever. Yeah. Um, Reese's portions. And she's kind of distrusting. Like, she's kind of, like weirded out but then this like adventure kind of happens upon her mm-hmm. and you see that like f- excitement kind of come into this like jaded girl yes and, and then that... she, and then she's also just like immediately like no i can't do this yeah like because she very hears weak. she's always thought the stories were like stories right? mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're very real i don't know i thought that really humanized ray mm-hmm. it, she just felt really like i don't know relatable in that sense yeah of, like, this person who's just been through a lot and then now is, like, they have that taste of adventure and of, like, wow, these legends are real and they're, like, so excited. And and then the last chapter happens. It, yeah, it didn't really serve her well. But I don't know. We probably shouldn't. We could probably talk an entire episode about character development in The Last I, Jedi. Yeah, okay, you know what? We're going to have to have an episode on characters. Yeah. Because, like, that... Is inherently this it's related to this episode and character writing and like yeah. why we dislike bad writing. But I think we'll be able to deep dive a lot more. Mm-hmm. So final point. What's our final pet peeve? Show not tell. Show not tell. Entertainment tends to tell and not show. Weak writing tends to tell. I think that also comes back show. to like trusting your audience. Yeah. Where they're like, she was sad. And I'm like, wow, thanks. I would have never guessed. She was angry. I don't know. I think I think the term actions speak louder than words. Mm. Sometimes isn't always the most applicable in real life. But I think it is the most applicable in writing. Yeah. We like, we don't care. We're not, I don't think we're told necessarily that. Darcy and Elizabeth hate each other in Pride and Prejudice in the beginning. It's through their actions. It's the way yeah. that Elizabeth is like talk, talking to her sister, like, I don't want to go if he's there. Like, yeah. he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> and Darcy being like, oh, like, we we know that Darcy thinks he's better than Elizabeth because yes. he says, like, oh, like, you don't read that. Like, you don't do this. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it's through these other actions that we find out what their characters are like. Right. And that applies to the romance as well because Ooh. before they're like, well, I guess Darcy through words confesses to her. In the worst words. In the worst word. In the worst way possible. Yeah. He's like, I'm better than you and I hate that I love you. And she's like, fuck she's like, you. Okay, then die. <laughs> she's like, then perish. And he's like, what do you mean you won't marry me? <laughs> She's like, after I called your entire family and yeah. you're disgusting. <laughs> She's like, suck my ass, Darcy. <laughs> um, but that's why we love that. Anyways. But then, like, it's about the little actions later. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, give yeah. us give us, um, give us, us a bone. Like, give mm-hmm. us something to go off of. I think it's really fun. There are some movies, I can't think of any specifically, but where they have, like, the overlaying like narrator like the main character is the narrator oh, i love saying. that it's fun but it's fun when like they juxtapose like what they're saying with like what actually yeah happens. it's happening i just i love that the clash yeah. when um 
when like things aren't going well and the narrator's sort of like it's like things are going well yeah, and you're like exactly. ah! <laughs> you're like I see what you're doing yeah it's fun yeah I mean because that tells us like so much about them already just yeah. like in that Jane the Virgin moment. does that I think mm. does it really well I stopped watching just because I was busy but yeah like when it would happen I'd be like ha like yeah I see the joke like that's yeah. fine yeah anyway but I, I do think <sighs> okay I think a big part of this pet peeve is, like, exposition. Mm-hmm. Don't exposition in dialogue. They're going to keep doing that forever. They're going to. There's, they gotta. I think some in some instances it it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, in a movie when you need some kind of historical background, right? So, like, in Lord of the Rings when they're explaining to you about how the rings are forged in the first movie. Like, that's essential yes. knowledge. Yes. And they show you, like, the scenes of the rings yeah, being forged and the elves wearing the rings. Yeah. Whatever. That's cool. Whatever. Don't be like, elves are blah, blah, blah. And they oh always God. act like blah, blah, blah. I, like, automatically want to dissect, like, every exposition. Yeah. Of, like, I, I love this. Or, like, in video I'm thinking, games. like, The Matrix. Like, they... Well, yeah, go ahead. We know what we're talking about. Yeah, we're I love this. Way. When like in video games, they're like, "Well, you seem like mermaids tend to live." Yeah. I'm like, "Stop!" I'm like, "Don't tell me, show me." Yeah, show me, and like, uh, I can't say. So I'm playing Dragon Quest Eleven right now. Echoes of Nova Savage. It's the remastered, not remastered, but it's like the deluxe version of it because it's for the Switch. Mm-hmm. There's like a scene where. The way that they tell you that, like, mermaids live a long fucking time is, like, this mermaid comes up to you and she gives you a quest. And she's like, I have a lover. We were engaged. Mm. He's human. So it's interspecial. And she's like, I haven't seen him in a really long time. And he told me to wait for him here. Mm. She's like, I need, but something must be keeping him at bay or, like, right. unable to get back to me. So I need you to find him, help him. And so we can get married. Mm. And so you, she lets you go, like, journey off a couple cities. It's a really long place. I died several times getting there. I get there, and you find out that the dude is dead. Yeah. Because it's been several generations. Mm. And that, like, Ooh. he didn't come back because he didn't want to, but he died alone. Yeah. And, like, on, because when he got back and he was like, I'm going to go and, like, live my yeah. life with the mermaid, the villagers were like, the fuck you won't, and burnt his ships yeah. and, like, exiled him to mm. this, like, tiny cove. And he died a horrible, lonely death. Right. And then you get back to her and she basically commits seppuku and turns into a bunch <laughs> of... Anyways, it's a whole thing. Yeah. But, like, that was a really good narrative to be like, wow, got ya, you know? Yeah mermaids perceive time differently because they're these like long living almost immortal beings yes and i'm like whoa that was done well true it's not done well is when you sit down to play something or you pop in a movie and the first 20 minutes are like a long paragraph with no indents like i don't Star want no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah like i don't like that i, I want us to because there's like a mystery and an appeal to exploring things yeah. and finding out passively or through engagement. I think it's so interesting how, like, if you think of games like Bloodborne or Dark Souls, it's like they give you these weird information dumps that mean, like, nothing, nothing. to you. 
but it's so fascinating <laughs> and it's so interesting. You're like, what's going on? They're like, Lord blah 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 died at the hand of Lord blah blah. And like that's kind of how Lord of the like, Rings is, is like during the third awakening of the blah, blah, blah. and you're like, I don't know like, Who the anything, fuck is that? but this shit is wild. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like, yeah, it's more fun. Yeah, it's more like, fun. Okay. I mean, I don't know who that is, but cool. Um, I watched the video. Peyton, our oh, wonderful yeah. star writer friend, Peyton, I have that in my queue. Yes. The so video game I, Yeah. So I watched that last night at like two in the morning in your sleep. Um, <laughs> and it was so fascinating because they would be like, well, we want to convey this about the characters, but we don't want to tell it to you. Right. And so they like merge it with their game mechanics. Mm, and so... That's so hot. Yeah, I know. So it was this. so sexy. Like, <laughs> you don't even know. I'm so I was this. drooling watching this video <laughs> because they'd be like, so like Ellie, it has to be presented. So, oh my God, who doesn't know The Last of Us? I'm not explaining The Last of Us. If you don't know it, go look it up. Yeah. You're late. Go ahead. Um, It'd be like, Ellie's like a girl. She's innocent. Like, she's so full of life. And she's trying to remind... She's reminding Joel of, like, his daughter yes. before everything went haywire. They really show And so that. in the beginning, like, they coded her AI to be, like... Like, when she's standing with you, she's, like, kind of moving around. Like, looking at things. Like, she's yes. excited. And then, like, the giraffe scene happens. Yes! Where... Like, up till that point, because of everything she's been through, like, you see her spirit has been killed. Like, she's standoffish. Her arms are crossed. Yeah. Um, when you prompt her to talk to you, she won't respond a few times because she's spacing out. Yeah. And, like, that's how they conveyed her arc of, like, Whew. her character and her innocence being crushed. But then they wanted to still remind you that she's a girl, and so they introduced it's the giraffe. Yeah. So th- and she's excited again, and she's like, oh, my God. Ugh. And... The way, you know how, like, when she's going to see the giraffe, she, like, drops the ladder and she, like, runs away and it causes you to be like, what the fuck? That was intentional. That was a game mechanic thing because when you see this girl who's for the past 17 hours been helping you drop the ladder that you need and run off to a space where you can't see her, it induces fear in you. Yeah. So that, I know, masterclass game writing Damn naughty dog. Damn naughty dog. Chill. Hire me. Chill one time. <laughs> Hire me. Um, I think God of War did that really well too. Ooh. God, oh my God. Oh, if we're talking. We good can't. Writing, we can't. We're not talking say, about good writing. Let me we're say talking about one thing. The worst writing. <laughs> no. What thing about God of War? <laughs> what? They don't exposition jump. Okay. At all. All you know is that Kratos has had a wife and he has a child now. And he's like, we got to bury her ashes or like spread them on this mountain. Right. And you know nothing. You know nothing about the gods. You know nothing about what's going on. And you're just like in it for it. And every moment you're we like, We just started talking about shit. good video games. I know. I'm So sorry. I think we should probably wrap this up. All right. Let's wrap this up. Is there any conclusion to come to? I think the conclusion here. It's like. Bad writing, not trusting your audience enough. Yes. Be, I think when it comes to not trusting your audience, we don't trust the audience in their analysis skills. Mm-hmm. Analysis is something that we've learned is trained and is taught. Yeah, that's true. And you can train and teach yourself, but it's probably going to take longer than the way that we were taught. Because mm. that's what our specialty is. It's what our majors are. In. Yeah. Um, however... Your audience can recognize when something is good or bad. I think that's yes. the takeaway here. Where Dang. 
they might not be able to tell you why they dislike yes. something or why something is bad, mm-hmm. but they can recognize where the writing falters. Right. And I think that's our takeaway. Yeah. So just do better. <laughs> right? Better. At Hollywood. At Hollywood. Do better. At Hollywood, invest in stories that aren't the same stories you've been telling. Because then maybe you'll chance upon some good writing. Now, before we go, <laughs> before we're wrapped up with this topic, but before we go, I thought it'd be like a really nice thing to just mention like, I don't know, like something we're enjoying lately, media-wise or good writing-wise oh. or even just like what's going on in our lives, you know? Oh, ew. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I started rewatching Scrubs. I love that show. So ridiculous. Dude. It's so of its time. It's so, but it's but also, also so progressive. The humor is sometimes like very of its time. Yeah. But then it's also, it, it's it really makes, good. It mixes. It's just good. And then it makes me cry all the time. I know. I, I cried like when JD. I was watching a view. JD is just a wholesome boy. I know. He's really dumb, but he's wholesome. I know. We love the himbo energies. Yeah. We need more dumb boys. I know. Who are good boys. <laughs> um, I guess my piece of media is I'm very excited to catch up on Cheese in the Trap. Oh, shoot. I think we're like five chapters from the finale right now. Oh. The English translation version, which is also free, by the way. I think I'm going to read that. I'm going to try to finish Dragon Age, Dragon Age, Dragon Quest Mm. 11 because that shit's been really fun. Yeah. Um, It's so JRPG sometimes that it like drives me a little crazy, but... That's always good. Um, and I think the biggest media thing that we have to announce together is that we're starting a blog. Oh my god. For Close Red. We didn't announce this already? I did we announce this last time? I episode? think we did, but we didn't Well, you know what? We're time. going to yeah. introduce it this episode as well. Yeah. Um, so we're starting a blog uh under Close Red under our name. Um, that hopefully we'll start pairing articles with our episodes if we have the chance to do that. It's kind of the holiday season right now, though, so yeah. it's a little busy for us. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we are also seeking to recruit people who want to write for us. And if we have compensation, maybe in the future, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Depends on our situation. We'll see. <laughs> but we also just kind of want to foster a community where a bunch of us people who like analysis and breaking things down and talking about writing and stuff yeah. kind of want to congregate and discuss things. Woo! Woo! So, like and subscribe if you're on one of the streaming platforms. Hopefully, we oh don't my know God. if we'll let be us, Let us know what your pet peeves are. Yeah, write a comment, leave us... <laughs> if your pet peeve Tweet is something about this article, like please be nice. Yeah. We are sensitive. Be like this shit sucked, and yeah. that's I'll be like that's my valid. pet peeve and then I'll media. cry. <laughs> I'll cry, <laughs> but don't worry about it. All right, have a good time, people. Bye. See you next episode. <laughs>